primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your whole net news service providing in-depth coverage of the latest stories from every sector of the galaxy. Now, a news segment rundown from March 15th, 2023. Fistful of Beskar. We now go live to the CDM newsroom to join us, Ben Granite Adam, for the review of Chapter 19, The Mandalorian. All right. Thank you very, very much, Grex. Welcome, everyone, to yeah. another week of Core World News. Uh, we're on time this week. This is Wednesday, recording it the day that uh, both Bad Batch and The Mandalorian came out. Um, it's great to see you. Um, this week, we are just going to cover uh, the Mandalorian episode, and we will do a double episode of Bad Batch next week. I think that'll work out actually pretty great. Hope you've been watching Bad Batch. It's um, it's another fantastic season. A lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Glad first... We decided to record on Bendu Day, and we didn't wait for Tong's Day. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tong's Day. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, bring it to you on the day. It's the day the episode released. We watched. We all watched it this morning. Did our due diligence. Yeah. And, uh, excited to talk about it. So many questions. So many Easter eggs. So much lore in this episode. Yeah. We kind of got two guys. stories. And I've been. I got my milky the... water and travel biscuits. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. Um, do you want to just start right off uh, with a uh, a roundup oh do we have a summary do we have a summary for this i think we do guys yes it might be it might be long in the tooth though that's like that's all right i made this uh your background music track extra long just for uh just for andrew but um yeah so this is mandalorian chapter 19 the convert uh directed by lee isaac chung uh incredible director directed minari if you haven't seen that movie uh just uh, i highly recommend it it's incredible story it's got steve ewan um the sensational actress yuan yu jung is in that too she, she has an explosive career after that she's like just in everything love to see her uh he did such an incredible job with this episode but um let's dive into the summary uh so Din awakens to find Bo and Grogu gathered around. When Bo asks if Din recollects anything from his spill into the living waters, he admits seeing nothing aside from the walls of the dark chasm as he sank to the bottom. With Bo as his witness in a vial of living waters of proof, Din is satisfied with his near-fatal bathing in the mines, and the three of them return to Kalevala. On approach to Kalevala, a squadron of TIE interceptors ambush Bo's ship, and a chase begins. Bo descends down to the verdant and craggy surface to weave between various mountains and rock formations to shake the ties. In a daring move, Bo flies over her castle so Din can free fall towards the landing pad, recover his N1, and reinforce Bo in the sky. With both Mandalorians in their ships, the TIEs don't stand a chance. One by one, Bo and Mando take out the attacking ties but when victory seems to be at hand a fiery explosion blossoms in the distance and Bo and din discovered Bo's castle has been bombed to ruin angered by the destruction of her home Bo pursues the bombers responsible but just as she begins her assault a wave of tie interceptors blot out the sky and descend on the Ma- our mandalorian heroes outnumbered din and Bo make the jump to light speed to escape din leads Bo to the sandswept desert planet that's home to the armor's covert once there, Din proves they both bathed in the living waters, and the armor welcomes both Din and Bo back into the old covert of the old ways. At the Opera House on Coruscant, Dr. Penn Pershing is giving a TED Talk about his previous research in the cloning and genetic engineering. Uh, he takes a stance that 
What, he's le- what, what has been learned from the Kiminoans and his research could greatly benefit the New Republic, especially when it comes to cloning organs and other medical applications. After the event, Dr. Pershing takes a pleasant taxi ride back to the Amnesty housing. After filling his psychological evaluation, Pershing joins the other Amnesty candidates in the courtyard to enjoy some um, beverages and talk about what they missed from the old days serving the Empire. Among the officers he meets, he recognizes Officer G-68. Um, who had served on Moff Gideon's ship. Pershing mentions his, he misses the travel biscuits and retires to his quarters. The next day, Pershing finds a box of the same Imperial travel biscuits outside his door. Um, spending more time with Officer G-68, once known as Officer Elia Kane, um, it, it's clear she brought him the biscuits, and while they stroll and chat in the Market Square and back at Amnesty Housing, she entices him with more luxuries of his old life, such as equipment and a mobile lab to continue his research, which he exclaims would be good for the New Republic. Becoming more and more jaded by the needlessly complicated bureaucracy of the New Republic in order to destroy perfectly adequate Imperial technology, Pershing finally agrees to join Officer G-68 in an es- escapade to retrieve science equipment outside their designated perimeter. After sneaking on a speeder train, G-68 reveals she's bringing him to the Imperial Disposal Yards. Once there, they break into the inoperable Star Destroyer inside and inside they find an onboard science lab. Pershing begins to collect tools and equipment just as the two make their escape. Flashlights can be seen in the next corridor and New Republic security appear to arrest, appear and arrest Pershing. When Officer G-68 uh, is not put in binders, Pershing realizes he's been set up. In a deeply troubling scene, Pershing is then hooked up to a mind flare and goes through electrolysis to eliminate trauma that has been hampering his rehabilitation. When the Amnesty program official official leaves the room, Officer G-68 turns up the voltage and washes, watches Pershing writhe in pain. The end. Um, started with Mando story, finished with Pershing story. Yeah. Though the Mando story does complete after the Pershing story. No, I, so. I appreciate you kind of like <laughs> separating them out. I, Grant, that was that was excellent. Um, do you want do you want to hear my summary? Yeah, there's a lot. Do you want to hear my summary? Let me hear your seven All words. Right. Hey, they got some Andor in my Mandor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. That happened, guys. Sorry. Just. <laughs> dealing with the the nitty gritty of the bureaucracy yeah. of the new republic um and and these sort of like uh people in rehabilitation going through the system is is very andor it just feels very andor when you, yeah. when you watch this episode yeah but I, I i think it's executed in a in a, a great way it's it basically Agreed. it has more alien species in the mix yep. which yep. i really respected like you there's mon calamari talking to him <laughs> like in multiple speaking roles talking yeah. to pershing throughout his sort of um amnesty uh, dealing with the amnesty program that's cool um yeah it just felt more i guess uh the galaxy felt larger and there felt like there was more diversity on Coruscant, which agreed nice. yeah that's what i noticed is there's just so many non-humans and aliens in 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 the in there and like you said, talking rules ever. It's it's great. Yeah, I really liked how they how they showed us Coruscant in the Manoverse. Yeah, there's some beautiful symmetry to those Coruscant pieces too. Because one, you have you know Andor at, during High Empire's you know rule, and we know that they're fairly fascist and humanist, and they you know they kind of banish other alien species. It's it's pretty much just humans, and then we get to see the you know actually the beginnings of the New Republic. I mean, it could actually be the the nicest of the of the new republic uh yeah was really and um yeah i mean so so it's there's a nice parallel there and maybe the aliens were sort of kind of helped tell that story the non-humans rather um so yeah that's pretty fun and then um yeah i mean also if anyone's if read the aftermath series 
all a lot of this is covered in aftermath um so it was yep. good to hear those callbacks to that um just keeping the synergy alive um, yep. and the current canon alive i got to keep an eye on feloni man because he he does whatever he wants but um yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get a little tidbit there about yeah. them um disarming the the rebel alliance as well like it's right it's not, they're oh, yeah. not just, De decommissioning the yeah. uh the rebel fleet the rebel yeah. fleet exactly um which yeah. is something that happens it's kind of a questionable call and uh yeah they're kind of doing their best but um yeah pretty pretty fun love to see that golden blue flag yes yeah waving mm -hmm. on the top of that building that was so cool yeah, yeah. Um, love that stuff uh cool to see those like psycho psychological eval scenes like those yeah. were neat to see and like it just just makes you question you know should there be a political show about the new republic and sort of like how they're guiding this giant machine out of the tyranny of the empire and into sort of these more progressive more um sort of um uh, egalitarian you know governing system like what does that look like that's so fascinating to me and are they making all the right decisions because i think after watching this episode there's a lot of moral quandaries that are just arise yeah. that you're like maybe is this right like should electro should we use this mitigator 68 electrolysis machine like is this is this okay uh, i would say no uh it's, i mean this is just i mean what it, it this is a makes a very strong argument for anti-bureaucracy regardless yeah. of where the bureaucracy is developed or where it comes from is that a machine's gonna machine right yeah yeah, yeah. definitely i mean it, yeah they go into that a lot in aftermath this sort of the problems and it's you know we get mon mothma's point of view a lot in the in that series and she you know every single decision she makes gets questioned yeah um and you know by by leia by, by everyone so um yeah i mean yeah, they didn't. It's it is a little sad to me because it wasn't a perfect system, but they, I guess they knew they had to have a sequel trilogy eventually. So the wheels were going to come off uh, sooner or later. Um, but I think generally um, they're enjoying it. But it's yeah, that's the toughest one, Grant. I'd love to see a story like that because it's like, what is freedom? I mean, it's what is a perfect system? You know, we don't. No one knows what that yeah. is. You know, I mean, it'd be great to see a sort more utopic society, and maybe after, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever see it in Star Wars, honestly, because wars is in the name um yeah so that's just it's it's the the choice that they're going to make and even after you know rise of skywalker i think there's still going to be remnants of the first order that they're going to have to battle and then who knows what comes after that and then the chiss I, and then what you know there's there's going to be yeah. yeah there's just too many that's people. right i kind of hope they go extra galactic or or just sith and just like i just i'm i love the the idea of the empire but i'm i'm done i'm done with the empire and the post empire i mean not let me get this straight like i like it in mando but like in terms of we're looking at timeline post rise of skywalker let's retire yeah. the stormtroopers you know yeah it is kind of interesting because this happens after the battle of jedha again that happens in um in mm -hmm. the aftermath series and that, that i believe that is five years after the battle of yavin so two years after return of the jedi and now we are we're nine years right. after the battle of Yavin. So, um, yeah, so there really shouldn't be much left. That battle of Jedha was supposed to wipe out the majority of the pretty much all of the empire that was still remaining. Um, right. Yeah. Well, we do have a hint that we have well, a hint that there's, you know, imperial warlords that are still out yeah. there uh, okay. operating. Yes. Uh, Which is fun. so let me let me let me read you. Let me read you a little equation. <laughs> I wrote. Um, that's a lot of ships. That's a lot of ships for an imperial warlord. Yeah. Plus tie intercepts equals Thrawn. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. One hundred. So I wanted yeah. to get there with you guys, but yeah, let's let's do it now. Except let's do it now. Let's, let's dig into it a little bit. Um, yeah. 
first of all, if we're just going to cover the tie interceptor stuff and all that stuff, can we just give a shout out to Grogu who gives the the I have a bad feeling about this line that feels like a beat of just like silence where Mando and Bo are just like staring at him. But it's like you can totally tell he's feeling that the interceptors are on their tail. And it's definitely go yeah. back and watch the episode. Good call. Because he makes a he, I got to rewatch yeah. that because I fantastic. thought it, I thought he was saying this is the yeah. way again. I thought he was. Oh, I was thinking I had this is the way. way. I thought this, that was that's the, really funny. Dude. I like that. I like, I like that, that interpretation a lot. A lot. You're yeah. totally right because he makes his weird noises. I was like, rah, rah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just stared. But yeah, then those interceptors yeah. descend on them, and uh, yeah, there's too many for just your 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 everyday warlord. So it's got to be someone else, oh. uh, and it's got to be Thrawn. And I would love the angle yeah. that Thrawn is trying to save or um basically fortify this cloning operation and reinstate the empire because he wants conflict to happen in this galaxy so his gal so his people can thrive outside it i gotta think that's the angle like create yeah, as much conflict in the galaxy I mean, as possible so my people are left unaffected i like that story a lot i love that angle <laughs> yeah if you're gonna bring cloning into the mandoverse which they obviously clearly are and you're going to bring Thrawn in, as we know, and it leads to uh, it leads to the Empire, the Emperor's, you know, cloning. It's got to be yeah. Thrawn, right? It's got to all connect together because you can't you can't do it without Thrawn because of the old E. You can't leave. It'd also be fun to play Thrawn against the cloning, the contingency plan. That would be fun, too. Yeah, I just got, yeah. it's just almost it's it's almost more fun and writes oh. itself if he's just if he's helping the contingency plan to create conflict in this galaxy. And so yeah. his, his people he are could do both of those things, Grant. Um, right. Because first of all, like, do we know there's more cloning? Because we saw at the end of this episode, a pretty definitive move by a shadow actor to destroy everything that Dr. Pershing knows. Yeah. So, yeah. I so that, that, I mean, that's... do we see a convert in this episode? Like, do we actually, aside from Bo Katan, who I think is a convert by the ep- end of the episode, debatedly, at least for today, yeah. Is, is G68, <laughs> she's moving in that direction? Is Aliyah Kane, is she, a, is she actually part of the New Republic? Or is she trying to cover up this, this information, oh, this cloning information? She's trying to cover it up. She's a, there's multiple converts. She's a cl- she's a she's a Thrawn okay. convert. Because here's my theory. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're gonna have problems is, with that all day. Is is yeah. Thank you. Uh, so here's my theory: is that um, we also have Gideon walking around, right? We know Gideon's out there. I don't know there. about that. I don't know. About that. Gideon's definitely out there because they, they name dropped him. They say they he's put out him there. Under a mind flare and wiped his mind. Yes. right after that. Sure, rumors, yeah, and who might have done that, right? It's the person we saw do the same thing to Pershing. Now, I think why is the one that says to, the mind Thrawn, at the table? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, if Thrawn wants to do his own cloning, right? Maybe he wants to clean out the people who are doing the other type of cloning, right? Like he may, there may be like cross purposes. So, so Adam, being our our, oh gosh, our um, senior, no, sorry, you go at you go, Ben. Oh. I, Sorry, I don't know. It's great. I can yeah. I'm just I've got too much to talk about right now. I have a million things going on in my no. head. But I, I did just want to say, I think <laughs> the only thing that stands in Thrawn's way is probably the Emperor, right? And so the cloning really, he, yeah. he knows the cloning leads to the Emperor. He's like, okay, I'm going to take that out. But then he can pursue what other, you know, insidious like um, infighting to keep the new alliance struggling through the whole time. That's yeah. It. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, makes I think sense. And then, um, yeah. What was so having you? You probably have most recently read the Thrawn trilogy 
the Timothy Zahn trilogy, Adam? Yeah, how yeah, active yeah, is he what? with the cloning yeah. in that? Like, how active is he in terms of controlling the operation? He's pretty, as as I remember, he's pretty active. Like, he he's he has it going on okay. in the background. I think he discovers the cloning of the, I think he discovers the cloning facility uh, and then kind of uses it for his purposes. So I don't, I don't think he starts it. I think he just sees it as an ability to clone a Jedi and then bad things happen i'm a little i can't remember the the climax of so, that series so do but, we think uh, we're yeah. getting that two-hander then he he clones a jedi and then he uses yeah. a jedi against uh i don't know ezra ahsoka that that band of ahsoka yeah i i do or i think so yeah, i think i think oh, we got yeah. Ezra, yeah host could be the host yeah. is he the jedi does he clone yeah. ezra that would be yeah. wild I, mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. know that but that would be wild yeah. instead of luke like he clones I mean, ezra and yeah. then um yeah, that would well, be pretty cool. Yeah. It's like your Sabbath standing and is Ezra. He could make his own Skywalkers, yeah. meaning the Chiss version of that, like his own navigators. Yeah, he could. He could. And he definitely could cl still clone Luke. I mean, the the end of the day, we know they have really good technology now to get a young Mark Ooh. Hamill on screen and being able to do stuff. And like that was an amazing uh, episode we had in the middle of Book of Boba Fett. But like part part of me, this is just the cynic in me, is always just like it's always just a test of technology, mm -hmm. right? I feel like they're seeing how far they can push it, and if they they feel like they can push it to the point where you now can have a a CGI Luke be a bad guy in this crossover yeah. event, would you not want to do that, right? Would you not want to have wow. evil Luke? Like yeah. I don't know. We're, we're yeah. only like ten um, minutes into this podcast, and we've already gotten to two to you, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got another. I got another one for Grant. That I think Grant's going to be happy about. So so. Uh, so Pershing, when he's outside the opera house, talks to him. He says the first casts. So he's talking about strand casts. Yeah, I'll catch that. Uh, that the moment. first cast rejected the formula almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. And then in his talk, he's talking about creating chimeras, which is one person yeah. with two strands yep. of DNA in it. Uh, I wonder if you're going to get your your idea of Snoke is actually a combination of Luke and Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. confirmed. I like. I think. Grant, I mean, it's I think all you called it. I think that's exactly what I that's going to be. A single comic panel, but yeah, yeah. I, I got to think Luke is. I got to yeah. think Snoke is like has bits of Luke in him, given how uh, I guess focused yeah. on Luke the you know how focused uh, Palpatine was on Luke essentially, yeah. and sort of uh, attaining Luke as his apprentice. I got to think that that's still a fixation of the Emperor. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. the, it. Just organically leads there at that point, though. Yeah makes the case and maybe we can run our own sort of uh force and destiny campaign or something but like you gotta think maybe anakin was cloned at one point like i don't know given that the given the phantom menace and given what yeah the, all the dialogue around his midi chlorine count you gotta think like his dna was in the mix somewhere somewhere i think somewhere. this is the mandalorian yeah. though and uh i think they're gonna want to tie in grogu and I, I don't know, maybe they were just testing mm -hmm. with Grogu's DNA and then like the, the main event would be Luke, you know, be like, all right, once we figure this out, that's when that's when uh, the emperor would use Luke's DNA. But yeah, Grogu's DNA is definitely, you know, was definitely being fused with somebody. But all the all the cloning yeah, technology, I, I, yeah. um, I think we can surmise that it was unsuccessful given like. Snoke looks like he was falling apart. Like yeah. anything in any of those vats always looked like it would had gone through some sort of horrible mutation of some kind. And it's like Palpatine, we know, was just falling apart. He was basically a corpse on a jib arm. Like I, I don't know. Like it really were was there ever a successful uh, um, experiment in this cloning? Well, yeah, operation? that's a good point. Like I wonder. We probably weren't looking at Palpatine's actual 
body, right? Like that was that could have been a recreation of his own DNA. Like, was that a clone that he was inhabiting? I think so. Yeah, okay. I assumed it was a clone. I was body. sort of like, yeah. oh, that's what's left yeah. of his body, but it's like that should have been blown to smithereens, smithereens, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was vaporized. Um Yeah, but I think I think what we may get to is, you know, they wipe out Dr. Pershing, who seemed to be or wiped out his mind, maybe. I mean, who knows? Who knows if they come back from that? But like you can use that as why the one person who really had had the ability to do this is now mind flayed. Then you have but then maybe on the other side, you have another group of cloners, whoever Thrawn is working with, who is successful in cloning. But through whatever war in the stars we're going to see in this crossover event, they all get wiped out, too. So that all that's left is just Pershing's notes, basically. And it's just now 20 years of people trying to put this stuff together. And that's why we're not very far along by the time we get to yeah. the sequel. Pershing is essentially the the link between the Kaminoans and the First Order. Right. Like that's kind mm -hmm. of what, yeah. what's yeah. going on there. And then there's all these other insidious elements. I mean, we know he was working for um, uh, the Werner Herzog's character. The client. The client. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the just client. the client, right? I wish he had a name because, like, man, his drip. Yeah. I just saw it again recently. Ugh, first I know. quality. I, I, that so could good. be my favorite character in Mando. Show me the child. Where is the baby? Is the baby? <laughs> you want to show me the child? Um, And then, yeah, and then uh, Moff Gideon, yeah, may or may not be out there. I, th I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, we see his, like, catatonic corpse at some point. I think he might have been taken off the board. But he's working to some end, and then who's ever running the show now? Who I, I do agree, like it could be Thrawn. Maybe Thrawn was pulling the strings on all of them this whole time. Who knows? Or yeah, it's maybe. like I mean, yeah. or is yeah. it like some ambassador on Exegol, like some sort of uh, or not ambassador Avatar on Ex Exegol, or some first lieutenant or something that's like a new character that's sort of like who's running the cloning process for the Emperor when the Emperor is dead? We uh, pretty much everyone from uh from operation cinder you know who is running the empire post uh return of the jedi is dead after the battle of jakku right mm. um except for what's her name uh that but you know she's out there there's that other admiral there's a couple like hold ray sloan ray sloan yeah. thank you yeah um Slow. but thank you yeah, yeah but they're they're not going to be running his like inner circle um like cloning process on exegol i don't think um, so, I mean, you know, there's gotta be someone there, but I love that they're like, they're keeping the empire hidden and the real, like, you know, power centers of that hidden from us for now. And it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm really glad we didn't see the, the flagship for those tie interceptors in the beginning. Yeah. Cause that just, that kept the mystery and the intrigue intact. Imagine yes. if you saw a star yeah. destroyer with yeah. an actual chimera, the chimera design design oh, on the bottom. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh. We're going to yeah. see that guys. We're going to see that it's coming. It's oh, coming. I can't wait. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I love that we're, we're getting back into politics in this show and we're building the world out. Like this is a huge leap in terms of storytelling for this show because it's really kind of one of the first times we've gone away from Din Djarin for this long of a time to show what's happening outside yeah. in the galaxy. It's been a very, like, it's been a very small mm -hmm. show in yeah. a lot of ways on a couple of planets and a couple of whatever. Now we're seeing, like, the machinations of, a, of of the bad guys, right, that we really haven't, or even just, even just a confluence of uh, of the antagonists. We really haven't had an antagonist in the show, yeah. if you think about it, for very Not much. an organized yeah. one. Like, one yeah. one guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's always just yeah. these weird yeah. exigent forces that, that are just, like, he has to deal with on the way to his next mission, which um, is pretty cool. It did take me, you know... I, yeah. 
Listen, it was a, a nice long episode. I'm grateful for it, but I'm like, show me a Mandalorian halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where's It was called the Mandalorian. Yeah, no. It, it listen. It was cool. I'll take Coruscant every day, and the way that they showed Coruscant as well. Um, the music was different. The the feeling was lighter. It's like mm-hmm. you know, if you looked at you know, Revenge of the yeah. Sith or whatever. Um, the last time you know, whenever you see Coruscant, it's always a little somber. And um, but it was like the music was a lot lighter. It was like a, a whole different spirit surrounding yeah. Coruscant now. Yeah, the harpsichord resistance theme that plays yep. in the market square when they're just like walking around mm-hmm. was awesome. Good yeah. call. That's a really that's a really good point, Ben. Because it's just like I think about if you think about in the prequel trilogy. We don't see a lot of Coruscant. We see we see Coruscant a lot, but we don't see yeah. a lot of Coruscant, right? We only really see the governmental sectors, really, and the, and then the Jedi Temple. And then in in Andor, it is a time of it's a very dire time. So to actually, like, see them walking around, like having like you know uh, yeah. ice cream cones, <laughs> and like yeah. it was really it was really interesting, right? Yeah, it was like it's like one of my favorite scenes in Episode Two is when they go to the club, yeah. right? In Coruscant, because like the, is there a reaction? Yeah, we actually see some of the the nightlife and what's going on there. Um, yeah, it was a cool, yeah. cool fun thing. It's like vibrant frivolity uh, versus yeah. sort of like the stark bureaucracy or a bureaucratic sort of side of Andor. It's yeah, I do, I do love like cold, dark, yeah. grayscale, <laughs> brutalist like. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> Coruscant, though, <laughs> Me too. That, yeah, that was yeah. kind of great. Um, so yeah, uh, one thing strange credulity for me was uh Pershing not having knowledge of Coruscant like at all, <laughs> like getting the download on Coruscant yeah. in his hotel in his amnesty housing room. I was that like, was what? He's like a doctor, well. and he's never like I'm sure yeah. this is like a hub for exchanging ideas, like scientific ideas and conferences and stuff. Like, you have to imagine, <laughs> yeah, it's, especially because it's like it's like it, the information was like the most basic piece of information that you could possibly get. It'd be like someone in America who's lived in America their entire life being like, here's a lowdown on New York. It's a very yeah, large yeah, city. Yeah. And it has, you know, it'd be like, it'd be like 99% of people are right. like, yeah, I, I've, I've heard of New York. I don't know like he everything about everything it, but I'm aware that it exists. Spouting, honestly. The, the, I would hope It just so. felt like the, it was like Coruscant 101. Like, yeah. Monopolies. Yeah, I, I, very this, 101. This is, yeah. this is them giving us what we want as far as making the galaxy feel larger. Like, because that's what it would be. He's from yes. the Outer Rim. They had that very intentional line from that bureaucrat being like, oh, yes, you know, the Outer Rim. <laughs> and, you know, it's rim. like, it's that. I that's how far. Right. That's how far removed it is. I yeah. mean, it might be a two day hyperspace journey from the Outer Rim, but it is still, you know, millions of, of light yeah. years away. So, or hundreds. I don't know. I don't know. Space and distance. And he's super squirrely, which I appreciate because he's a very educated man, but you can see he's yeah. uncomfortable. In a city, he's very uncomfortable with with how many people there are, and he even says that somewhere yeah, there's so many yeah. people. But like, he just, didn't know how to act yeah, on a subway. Yeah. He was Every time like, he's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah," and he's like, "Why are there all these people?" Yeah, a lot of a lot of good tongues day. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> nice. And making uh, the galaxy, making Coruscant bigger. I mean, we get the Sky Dome Botanical Gardens. We get the uh, the Galactic Museum. Yeah, like. I want to go to the, see the exhibit on hyper the hyperspace technology, hyperdrive technology. Sure, like, that'd do. be fun. Me too. Good afternoon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good yeah. time. The myces blossoms. Myces flowers are blossoming. Sure. Whatever those are. Sounds great. Yeah. We get some. Uh, we get some introduction to some. I'm just gonna call it space sake. Is that what that is? What's is that like milky drinking? water? Yeah. Space sake. 
It does look like, yeah, the cloudy. It looks like socket to me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I want that. I want that right, right now. now. <laughs> it was like nine o'clock in the morning when I was watching this. And I'm like, yeah. I take some I love that. when the conversation goes, uh, follows tracks just Pershing and um, G68. And then you hear one of the guys just mm-hmm. off camera go like, the Empire, yeah, they weren't big on redemption. <laughs> like, well, that's pretty broad. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, it is super fascinating that they have an amnesty program, right? I was really into that and really interested in that. That's really fascinating and that they are trying to reintegrate, right? Um, they don't seem to be doing a stellar job of it. I don't know if keeping, I don't know if you want to reintegrate people, you keep everyone in the same. Actually, actually. I can speak to this from my from my right. professional experience. Uh, it doesn't really work if you put a lot of people together uh, in this way because they tend to talk and get ideas and not feel like they're part of right. the larger world and feel insulated and, ins- and you know and that's not yeah. good. Uh, so having just housing that's only of uh, only amnesty people. I was just watching that second that they mentioned that I'm like, oh, that's that's, that's not that's yeah. not a good idea. Yeah, it's just weird to ask anyone if they feel like anger or resentment towards like the government. Yes, like, <laughs> it's, yes? it's really yeah. broad. Well, and weird. Yeah. Okay. It's like, uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. some days. Yeah. Feel free you to know. answer honestly, or so, else. Um, and but you, we might just yeah. you know alter your mind a little bit. You know, whatever. <laughs> Not depending on your answer. Too much into the real world, but again, something I can speak to is similar to people who are on probation because of the sheer number of people on probation and the lack of individuals we have as probation uh, officers. Um, that is kind of how those go because they have to check the book, check, check the, check the thing. So they go, they get like, they're supposed to have an hour a week. Generally they have about five minutes via phone call where they just ask routine questions, which are very similar to this. And the person says, yes, 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 no, no, no. And then it's check the yeah. box. Good times. So, anyway, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, sorry for a bummer. Interesting when Pershing asked yeah. the question about if you were to continue, rec- you know, recreationally continue his research, would that be allowed? And the droids like, the class of research is expressly pre- the class of research is pre- expressly prohibited by the Coruscant Accords section thirteen subparagraph seven. Um, I thought I was like release the Coruscant Accords. I want to read the entirety <laughs> of that legislation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think those, there's some in um, in aftermath as well. They they had some like broad points, but this is seems like a subsection. Yeah, that they, didn't, they didn't publish, but yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it has to be the hardest thing for them to do, right? Because you have to be like, okay, the Rebel Alliance won, and this is their victory, and this is galactic. But it's like. They can only bring it so far. It has to be flawed in some way, but they want it. You know, it's like you have to win and lose at the same time. So it's a really I think it it must be a really fine line to walk um, story wise. Yeah. And as we're seeing in Andor, right, and in the Clone Wars, Rebel Alliance was put together with a lot of different people with a lot of different views on politics and a lot of different views on how governments should be run. So it's not the smooth, you know, everyone agrees on what a a properly running government should be. So it makes sense. It's a bummer, but it makes sense. Um, I, uh, Oh, I was going to say, so we spend, I don't know, 45 minutes of this episode with Dr. Pershing, um, who, we last saw, I think, I don't know if we last saw him, but one of the last times we saw him was uh, kind of torturing Go- Grogu. So the last time, did we see him in, no, it was season two. I can't was, remember uh, if Boba Fett up. was there. Um, they had to infiltrate, yeah. and they had to like steal a ship to get codes, I think, or something. And he happened yeah. to be a Oh, right, right, right. And they yeah, saved his life, but ended up killing the other two. Oh, wait, was he on that, that large uh, command ship? No. 
No, he was on the small ship that they used to infiltrate um, Gideon's ship. And I think he assists with that infiltration and... Uh, and when they're infiltrating, the people he, are the people they're running their security codes by is uh, the chain codes by is Elia Kane. It's yes. it is G thirty. So I she do might remember be angry her. Yeah. that he basically sabotaged that ship or could be yeah. yeah. Devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah, uh, Gideon is alive, and he just told her yeah. this man crossed me, and you need to terminate him. At the end. That could be it. I mean, yeah. I, that's my least exciting outcome. I think. It, it definitely could be. It's just as weird, though, right? Because he clearly is a fount of information on whatever Gideon's interested in. So it'd be very petty for him right. to kill him. There's right? a reason or fry he's his brain. I mean, but, um, Gideon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's right. But I mean, one of the first times I guess we see him, right? one of the times we see him, he's literally like pulling blood out of Grogu, yep. torturing him. And now we spend 45 minutes... I was completely empathizing with this man the entire episode and was like kind of rooting yeah. for him. And it's like, it's such a great job to just show that, like just that nice little turn and give a depth yeah. of character. I mean, Mando does a pretty quick character read on the guy. And it's like, you're not, you know, you're a pawn in this stuff. You're not really. Yeah. Actor. It is kind of insidious to like support the capture of the child and conduct experiments on the yeah. child. Yeah. So like maybe Elia Kane is a good guy and she just, you know, see the uh, the error in Pershing's way, and just wants to come out. I mean, out. that's another that's another reading, right? Is that she did set him up, but it was a, it was a test of yeah. of morals, yeah. right? Like she wanted that's to really see, and when she saw that he was that he was going to go that far, like he she knew he could go so even how, further, right? He how, could be tempted back to the dark does side. She, how does she get away with turning up the machine? I don't know that. Right. Like, how do they not know that? They, are there not cameras in that room? Does that administrator not come back and notice that, like the dials right. on like on, on eleven? Like, yeah, two, TBD. Yeah, and maybe she just bounces, but um, right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I like that read of it though. Like, what if she is truly a convert? She's one of the converts we're talking about here, and the, she's all about the new alliance, and she's really trying to make amends for all the monstrous things she did for Moff Gideon. I don't know. She seemed like a pretty yeah. uh, faithful soldier, though. She was like a high-ranking officer for Moffat yeah. on his ship. So, I don't know. But that'd be an interesting. That'd be an interesting yeah. play. It it also is a weird. If you're looking at it from like a storytelling standpoint, I don't know what that 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 what read that, of what it does that do would yeah. do right because that's the end. That's yeah. the end of the story then, right? Uh, in a weird way. So, yeah. Like, why are we following this character we we've seen in a few scenes over the past two yeah. seasons? to just have him be done and and right. and have her do we see dr pershing over? again yeah. or is this the end of his story hmm i don't know i keep going back and forth on it i can see going do either we way see moff gideon again or is his story over i think yeah uh, if you have uh john carlo esposito yeah. uh in your back pocket and he is still uh happy to play because he's always talking up mando on his right. instagram uh, I think I think he's gonna show up again. I don't think he right. wastes that also, talent. And also, he's like the main big bad for the for the Mandalorians. But they've, I yeah. mean, they've pressed that yeah. button twice now in two other seasons. It's like, are they gonna bring him back for a third one? It seems like a lot, but maybe I guess they want to, you know, to really have closure for like Paz Vizsla to get closure for the armor to have closure. They have to they have to take him down once and for all. I yeah. I don't think you give him an off-screen death, right? I think you have to give him his death on-screen. And my guess is it's going to be his death is going to be handed to him by Thrawn, 
Like, I think it's going to be one of those fake outs where you just think, oh, he's the bad guy. And then Thrawn comes in <laughs> basically killing him. And they're like, nope, I'm yeah, that's the That's why I kind of feel guy. like we'll see you know? Gideon sort of like vegetable corpse yeah. in like a tube somewhere on Thrawn's ship. Yeah. That's another way to do it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of vegetable corpses, um, did we all know that? Remember the the uh, Pirate King from Gorian episode one? Shard. Did yeah. you all read that? Yeah. Did you all read that news? He's. I don't think he's going to show up in this season. He's going to be in a... He's gonna... Oh, wow. Cool. That's yeah, the rumor. I was told that that's the rumor I was told as well. I don't yeah. I don't believe that rumor. I choose to not spread that rumor because I'm hoping for something more. <laughs> I choose to. I choose to because it makes total sense why they would introduce that character. Like, yeah. right. It just screams the spinoff. So I think she, okay. we'll see him again, which he's going to be the big bag of the skeleton crew, which I'm cool with. He seems like a suppose. good... He seems like a good bad guy to be chasing kids around. I know, but the Mandalorian <laughs> just sort of like handled them and was like, bye. Yeah. You know, he killed like 11 of them in 30 seconds and then was like, bye. Yeah. You know, that's why he's more of a That's why he's more of a threat to kids than he is to a Mandalorian. <laughs> right. He does look like a story your parents would tell you about, like, is a nightmare yeah. to like eat your vegetables or whatever or else your vegetables will attack you. Oh, man. Yeah. I do think we might see Pershing again, though, back to back to yeah. characters that might reoccur. I, I think there's a lot of setup here. That now, that now, now he can become an unhinged too. dark scientist for Thrawn to, like, retrieve in some counter operation, right? Like, that's yeah. cool. I mean, maybe he's kind of like Odie Rook, the pilot, right? And, and like, he's just kind of really, his mind's all scrambled. Well, now all the experiments make sense. Like, this, mm -hmm. like, botched cloning experience because like they fried his brain now he's going to create all these like crazy <laughs> science yeah crazy yeah so it's like a reset button on the character and then he can be used to do whatever afterwards i like that yeah yeah fun his character will change after this what's up with his uh ear tug did you notice that well, the there's lie, a couple scenes the lie tug yeah is that the lie tug is that yeah. his tell when he's lying so because he does that in the in the speech in the speech when he's talking about his mother. Yeah. Right. So is that just a straight up lie? Oh, wow. I his mother was, never. Yeah. I thought he was kind I, of, cause that was the ear he was shot in. I'm pretty sure by Din Djarin. Oh, okay. So I don't there know if go. he was just thinking about a painful memory or something, but uh, it did just like a nervous tick. Yeah. It was yeah. a big beat though. And then he talks about his mother again in the, um, to, uh, Kane in the laboratory be like, Oh yeah, she was a doctor herself and blah, blah, blah. But maybe he is a yeah. compulsive liar and, when we see him again, he's yeah, he spills his guts about you like I killed my mother or something like that. I don't know, I don't know, fascinating stuff. Um, pretty wild. Do we want yeah. to talk about the Mandalorian this episode at all? Sure, <laughs> now, yeah, oh, yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what else there is there. I, well, okay, so the biggest beat, right, is that Bo Katan keeps the mythosaur in her pocket, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and she is like whelp and and gets welcomed with open arms in with essentially the a contingent of Mandalorians that are right. our believers in this path and so she has a very clear path albeit fraught with peril to lead a new group of of Mandalorians she's got the dark sabers hanging from her uh new bestie's belt she's got you know the spiritual leader in the armorer on her side mm -hmm. temporarily and and she knows what that a mythosaur exists yeah yeah no it's it's very true they really are setting it up that if she she could be the mandalore and I, I i gotta say like i just love i like the turn of the armor this episode 
that that you know that that idea of like i i may not like you or we may not like each other but hey you, you bathed in the waters you're in have you removed your helmet nope you're a Mandalore, whether you like it or not, whether you want to be here or not, we accept you. And it's kind of a nice little turn. I mean, I'm sure it's going to go bad, but it's, you know, it was, it was very true to that character. It's okay. She has deep, deep beliefs. In this. I just I wanted to see it. the scene where they all walk out the mouth of the cave and she's like, you can be a Mandalore for as long as you want. And then Bo like just removes her helmet to yeah. eat, eat a travel biscuit. And she's like, <laughs> what? And then and the Dharma yeah. just sighs. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> all like, I just need that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, they've done such a good job this season. I'm totally in on the Mandalorian stuff. I was so not excited by it, to be honest. It's just not my the thing that I love the most. And just I just watched the last few episodes. I'm like, yep, I'm in totally in 100 percent. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. I, yeah. yeah. Every week I'm counting down the days until this this comes out just because it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loving Bo-Katan. I think Bo-Katan is, Me is too. now becoming yeah. one of my the standout favorites. Um, I was worried about just where that character was going in season two. And now I'm just I feel at ease now yeah. i think they've got a great direction for that character and then if she is the mandalore i mean this is this is a, just excellent trajectory for that character so yeah. Like, yeah and just now she'll hopefully win the dark saber in battle claim it whatever do do all yeah. the worthy stuff um in in the eyes of the people obviously you know and all that and so that that would be cool i can't wait um and to see like some of that energy with thrawn like crackle yeah. like when sabine comes back hopefully and all that stuff so yeah, I I I think it's another false thing. So my favorite part of the season so far was the hard head fake they did with IG Eleven, and yeah, the fact yeah. that they were like, "Oh yes, it's very laid out. We need this droid in particular," and then they immediately threw it away, and that leads me to believe it's like they set it up like she knows where the Mythosaur is. There's the dark saber. She like led this at one point. I think there's going to be confrontation there, and I think there's no way Bo-Katan becomes the the Mandalore. I and. It, if, as much as like last week, Grant, you mentioned like it doesn't really make any sense for Din Djarin to become the Mandalore because we need him to keep traveling through the galaxy and sort of wolf and uh, I, 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 I mean, yeah. it's fine if that's going to take him, but I like the drifter yes. aspect. No, I, I agree fully. I do, too. That's my favorite part of it. Um, yeah. But I think I think they're setting us up for another head fake there. It's like it's too cut and dry right now. And um, yeah. And I think, you know, if Sabine sees her again and is like, I trusted you with this with this dark saber and to lead the people. And now the planet is destroyed. Like you don't get another bite of the apple. That was it. That right. was your shot. We need to, you know, Tinjarin's holding it. You have to do it. Or yeah. Sabine takes it herself back herself. No, I think that's a good point. And the world is getting really, it's growing, right? As the galaxy is growing in this show. Yeah. And so Tinjarin's going to be encountering, um, you know, enemies and battles that, him and the two friends he still has will not be enough to combat, right? So it's almost yeah. like he has to start leading, whether he wants to or not, because he's gonna need to. Like he can't fight, he can't fight Thrawn alone, yeah. right? Even with Ahsoka and Sabine and Bo-Katan and and a couple other people, that's not enough, right? Yeah, he needs an army behind him. I also, you know, another thing that leads me to believe it was Thrawn, and um, I didn't get a chance to talk about this earlier when we were on our down our Thrawn hole, but um, is the way that the attack went down that like. The small yeah. group of fighters was just a distraction so that mm-hmm. the bombers could come in and take out the the castle. Um, that uh, I don't know that that is a pure yeah. Thought. And then pursuing and, the bombers into the sort of net of, of right. Yeah, it screams yeah. of that is a uh, classic yeah. Thrawn pincer maneuver. Tactician. Yeah, yeah, very tactical. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing that the that I don't think Bo-Katan can do is tame the Mythosaur, though. The Mythosaur revealed itself to 
bow, maybe not so much Dinjarin. I don't know, but I don't think she can do that alone. And I think it's going to take Dinjarin and Grogu to save her from getting eaten by the Mythosaur. Like, well, the Mythosaur yeah. can't just be like a, a you know golden retriever that you give a treat and then it's your friend. Like, it's there's got to be something. Yeah. Momentous well, it would feel it would feel redundant if it was basically like. Um, a mudhorn moment with Mando again, where like Grogu calms the mythosaur so Mando can ride it. But it wouldn't feel redundant if Grogu did that for Bo mm. in a new situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, my argument is that Grogu might help out Bo given that she's gotten so close to the kid. And yeah, I like that. She's, yeah, she's even closer to him now. Technically, yeah. he helped out Boba Fett with Rancor too. Like, he was just like, he's like, let me chill your, right. chill your animal. Yeah, out for you. She, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Good the call. Bo moment might be the mythosaur, right? I mean, yeah, here's the thing. If you're if so, we've had him fight, um, right, uh, Mudhorn. Had him fight a crate dragon. We've had, <laughs> we've had him fight like other things, right? He fought a, a rancor. Uh, yeah, a rancor. If you're gonna fight a mythosaur, that better be the entire episode. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, this better not be a five minute. I've tamed the mythosaur. Like, yeah, I, it's, and, it's not even like, yeah, it's gotta be like a thirty minute thing. <laughs> have, like, Do you think rounds. this all leads to sort of like? Uh, you know, last frame of Jurassic Park, like someone atop the mythosaur just as it roars and yes. the sun sort of beaming from behind. Like, do we get that shot? Is that the shot that sort of like solidifies our Mandalore? Yeah, it makes too yeah, much I sense so. to like that's yeah. the season climax. So you guys want to see the prophecy be fulfilled? Yeah. I, I, I would like it to get muddied up. I, I would grant. I prefer, yeah. <laughs> I would like it to not, I would like there to be, I would like this all to be some sort of like, you know, yeah. Uh, folklorish tale of some kind and not be yeah this, I, I agree we've talked about my feelings of folk uh, of prophecy right i mean but yeah. part of the reason i love the prophecy of the chosen one is because uh we still have no idea what the heck it means right like yeah. like i like so yeah. part of this is like once you kind of fulfill it it's like well now what yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and it's, it's sort of like uh, the prophecy of the chosen one. Uh, obviously, endless can endlessly be endlessly interpreted. But at the same time, uh, if you do interpret it in such a way uh, that it had already taken place, it happens in a way that doesn't really f- track or follow the exact prophecy. It's kind of the balancing right. act is far darker, and and uh, there, there's more sort of arms to that than you you thought there would be. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if this prophecy will operate in the same way where it's kind of like it reads this way. But, you know, Sabine is really the Mandalore and these two mm-hmm. are just there. Yeah, because it's not like, you know, the, the Darksaber isn't cursed. It didn't. The Darksaber didn't right. make the, you know, Empire glass Mandalore. They, they're completely unrelated incidents. Yeah. Uh, but it happened and it, it and it sort of fits neatly in there. But um, but not really that neatly, right? Yet, like you said, it's pretty muddy. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. But I mean, the way this season's going, we could see the mythosaur, someone riding a mythosaur by episode five. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's been a fascinating. Like I, I have not. You know, we tried to predict where the season was going, and I just, I'm, I'm out. I'm out on predictions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the season, yeah. which I'm loving. I, it's like. I have no idea. I, have no I, idea I do want to predict right now that go, Thrawn is going to get Pershing yeah. out of Coruscant. I just, I just have this weird feeling after this episode that's that it's going to be a counter offensive to get that guy out. So yeah. I, I don't know. Just I could why have this episode in there if that's not I, going to happen? That's just I don't know. 
so I had another somewhat prediction slash thought. Now it's 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 not fully formed. Um, but we talked. I don't know if we talked on air about it. But, you know, we revisit the yeah. Opera House, <laughs> right from Revenge of the Sith. Is that the which Opera is, House? It is awesome. The, it is. It, it is. has seats yeah. now. It is it stadium is. seating. Apparently, yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's the same exterior. It, so maybe it's just a different. I you think know, it's venue, a different like, venue. It's that I, you know they showed like on the peninsula. There's this long like bridge and then an orb at the end. Yeah. An orb shaped building. I think it's yeah. that. I don't think it's the I don't think it's the same because the scale is so much smaller. I think it's the same. If you look back, I think it's the exact yeah. same architecture. I don't know. As the, we'll have to I thought so, yeah. but we'll have to we'll have to figure check it out. But that's not really that's yeah, we'll check the tape. Not really my prediction, other than that they may be showing us familiar places. And if so, like we know that Grogu is gonna have a flashback, mm. right? Yeah. To, yes. We've seen that. It's like I think that's like the last thing in the preview that we haven't seen in like in the in the in the you know. And so part of me is wondering is like how does that memory get unlocked? And I wonder if we're gonna get Mando on Coruscant for something. Like maybe he's involved going to Coruscant and bringing Grogu there, and he sees familiar, like he sees the Jedi Temple or what's left of it or something, and that Oof. clicks in his brain. Right? He just he starts seeing back. Yeah, in his life. I mean. When you think about it, we have no idea what his next moves are. He's he's completed his mission again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a really yeah. good point. Like, yeah, he completed what we thought was going to be the full season mission is already done. Episode yeah. three. Is it now what the covert yeah. wants? Is that what's going to happen now? Yeah. I mean, I think gathering yeah. other Mandalorians will be part of it because we know that that was part of the episode one, you know, sort of preview. That's like there's right. there's a diaspora and they're going to try and gather the diaspora. He has the dark saber, so that could in, potentially do it. I mean, do we get yeah. a call from help from maybe allies, maybe uh, one of Bo's uh, contemporaries, owls. Axe Wolves or yeah. uh, Casca Reeves, yeah. like those characters? Or does Boba Fett reach out? Does he need something? Are we is it about time we get the Boba episode? Are we almost there? You guys think? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're yeah, we're just about mid season, which is a bummer. He didn't right? even drop in to say hi. Episode four, so. it was just like, nah, no, I, no, I'm good. I was really waiting to, I was waiting for him to pop up. Yeah, um, I guess the other thought is like, d now that he's told them that Mandalore is livable and the waters of Mandalore there is, wouldn't the covert go back to Mandalore at that point? Then, so do we get a return? To, is that where their new covert? ends up is in the minds of Mandalore. That's that's fascinating. It I think one of you brought up that there the Empire could still be operating on Mandalore. Did one of you guys bring that up? Uh, mm -hmm. would be no, interesting. Uh, would be interesting if there's more going on in the, the, the Mandalore system than, than we mm. thought, basically. Um I would love if Thrawn's where is Mandalore in, in the galaxy? Do we know? Is it it's outer rim for sure? No, I think it's mid rim at the furthest. I remember looking at it, but yeah. it's, it's not that it's not outer rim. That's interesting. And in fact, I think it's along a major uh, trade route, but what? it was blocked off mostly because it there were Mandalorians there and they were just like, nah. Don't you think it's a little hot right now for them to return? Like given there were so many interceptors there, it's like, yeah, yeah. They don't even have ships. Do they have ships? Yeah. The, well, uh, Bo-Katan knows people who have ships. She has that. She she has a way to contact people to get a fleet. So if they could potentially put together a fleet and go, you know, get whoever, you know, Thrawn or whoever it is that chased her out of Mandalore, they could, you know, they could liberate the system again. That would be fun. That seems That'd like a logical cool. next step. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Motivation wise, we don't know what 
Din's going to do next. He just wants to be a Mandalorian, man. You know, find his way in the galaxy. Um, but yeah, I wonder if that means we'll just see a sort of like uh, one of the, a covert mission as the start of the next episode. Like, what are they doing as a group to gather resources, find other Mandalorians, whatever they're trying to do, uh, settle Mandalore again, something like that. A time jump yeah, could that. actually be nice here, where they sort of yeah, yeah. Mm. Good call. Oh, yeah. that's a really good call. Yeah, that would be interesting. That's a good way to. Move the story forward. Yeah. It's just like we don't need to watch every I just, little. Yeah. As yeah, soon as you said Boba yeah. Fett, I just had this thought in my head where it's just like, we need general contractors to start building up Mandalore again. And like Din Djarin's like, I know a guy. And he contacts Boba Fett. And Boba Fett's like, yeah, so I'm an upstanding citizen. And I know some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's reformed. Yeah. And it's like, that's what he does now is just like infrastructure. And he's a pure bureaucrat, which is the sort of the saddest thing I've ever thought of. Um, the other thing yeah. with Boba Fett could be like now he's overrun with Black Sun and every syndicate is descending on him and he's like, help, <laughs> please help. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, there should be a lot of fun stuff. Pirates, obviously, could come back with Gorian Shard and all that. Grief Cargo. I mean, the, the they really just set up some tension right away with sort of the pirates uh, and Grief Cargo. And I could see that being some, a call that Din would answer. Like, yeah. oh, I got to go help him. Yep. Yeah, Grief needs uh, a. He still needs a marshal, and there's plenty of candidates there um, in that covert. Um, I don't know who would want to leave. It's true. A lot of sweet armor in that covert. Like I was digging a lot of like the pastelly tones of those armors. Yeah. They're like around gathering around Paz. Also, Paz Vizla sort of like gets a couple more. He's kind of like the gatekeeper of the covert, and he's yeah. just he's just framed in sort of a villainous way like, constantly. Oh yeah, there's got to be more with that character. Like there's there's got to be some other you know, move to make down the line. Um, yeah, definitely vibes with positive, bad vibes with pause, but, um, yeah, mm-hmm. totally felt that. Um, yeah, no good, no good coming from that. Yeah. Dude. He's just kind of, he's the most devout of all of them, I think. And he's, you know, he wants that leadership position. I don't know. I keep reading stuff about the armor. It's like, what is her real deal? And, uh, you know, and I saw some people on Reddit just being like, well, no, it's just like, that's, it's just the way the culture works. Their whole culture revolves around armor. And it's like the, 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 your yeah. blacksmith is like, it's your timekeeper. It's like you hand out armor and do these things according to a schedule. And you, um, you know, you're the keeper of the lore and it's just sort of everything. It just, yeah. It's a cool role that, you know, is on, you know, just defining itself as we yeah. watch it. I- Right. There's brand new framing for her, right? It's like no longer is she kind of seen as this sort of like uh, obstacle, or it, she's now seen as sort of the central. She's the the heart of Mandalore, right? She's yeah. the heart of the Mandalorian way. And so if she dies or she is threatened in any way, that would be the loss for the culture. So it's right. fun that she's yeah. now that symbol. And I, I'm, it's wild that I think for a couple episodes we thought that she was going to take some villainous turn and sort of reject Din and support Paws and all yeah. this kind of stuff. No, I think it's, I think, yeah, I think it'd be, I think her deal is her deal. Yeah. Like, I, you know, it might just be, it's very, what you see is what you get. And she's like, you said kind of bet is that she's the lore keeper, right? She's just the lore keeper waiting for um, the Mandalore to reemerge. Yeah. And then the Mandalore will lead them to greatness. Speaking of someone who works with medals, should we move on to the medal ceremony guys? Let's do the medal ceremony. <laughs> oh, well done. New-ish segment, <laughs> new branded segment. New-ish segment. Yeah. Uh, this is an episode roundup of, uh, the, of all our favorite and least favorite moments from the episode displayed in humorous categories. Uh, <laughs> Get like ready. Humor incoming. <laughs> humorous humor coming. Uh, 
first one, Prophecy of the Chosen One, do we have a most valuable character in this episode? Did, did, did one character stand out as sort of the, the highlight character of this, this episode for you? This is pretty subjective. Uh, the guy on the train. The, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 guy, the very uh, spherical uh, yeah. being on the, on the train. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Pershing's boss. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we didn't really talk about Pershing. <laughs> it's just, just like, I don't know, man. Don't like, just, can you just go gotta, take care of this? Inv- yeah. Hold the Imperial disposal yard yeah. inventory and we're still decommissioning the rebel fleet. Come yeah. on. You really are helping the new Republic <laughs> by doing whatever you're doing. I listened to your talk yesterday, but got nothing from yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah. Retained nothing. Um, yeah, for me, I'm going to go Bo-Katan. I think she sort of really yeah. transformed in this episode for me. I, I'm really, like, when, when she starts, you know, um, when she's flying with, you know, Mando after they fight off the ties and she's like, great shot, and they're sort of complimenting each other. I'm like, this is a new side to Bo. She's actually yeah. happy. Like, she's actually um, excitable and um, seems to be filled with this this new vigor that I was she's, really happy to she's see. She's on an adventure. Yeah. She's in her element, yeah. right? Like, that's nice. where she belongs. And it was so nice. And that moment, I thought that same moment when they were talking to each other over the radio, I was just like, as part of me was like, are they yeah. flirting? Are they flirting right yeah, now? Possibly, <laughs> possibly. Oh, yeah. There's some yeah. chemistry. I'm shipping them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Utini shot. Do we have a best shot um, for this episode? Yes. Is there one we can agree on, or do you have a subjective one that you just you loved? I, I just liked um, the cockpit shot shot of all of them in Bo-Katan's ship. And I saw it. You, you had it playing over your shoulder, Grant. And I saw it again. Oh, yeah. And just the lighting is so beautiful. It's like a little dark, but everything is like there's yeah. so much metal and it's all like the accents are glowing. Yeah. And um, I really like that. Yeah, that's a really good one. I don't I don't have a I don't have a specific one, but it would definitely be from that from that part yeah. of the episode it really it, it's so cinematic that uh, that's the other thing is just to mention for a second is it's like remember like season one we got like a, a like a like a 30 second flyby shot of the razor crest with a little bit of yeah, like action yeah, yeah. and now and now we're like season three oh, we get yeah. a five minute like full space aerial yeah. battle like it's 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 unbelievable so that 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 whole segment was great and i love that shot that cockpit shot i have great. i have one from the same yeah exact, what do you got Grant? Uh, sequence which is just at the end of that fight with the first squadron or Bo and Dan are just flying side by side, frame that and put that on the wall. Like, like that yeah. looks gorgeous. Like that mm-hmm. was amazing yeah. to mm-hmm. see both of them just yeah. flying side by side. Uh, and it's just one specific shot um, from Bo's from, from Bo's side. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, I've made my mind a sunless space best dialogue award. Is there one line of dialogue that really stood out to you guys? It, we're all just going to say the same I mean, thing. <laughs> it, it's it's, it's tongue to say, am I right? Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, ben, you got one? I mean, I think for the rest of the season, I'm going to say the same line. It's just, this is the way. It just doesn't... I mean, I know yeah. I am just like the most basic of all like, oh, like Star Wars fans, but it, every time it hits. It hits. Like, it, it's hard for me. It hits, and it's like... It's their version of I am Groot where you can it can mean so many different things. And I like I my favorite thing is every time Bo Katan says yeah. this is the way, you can just she puts yeah. a little mustard on it, right? Like you just hear it and be like, Yeah, yeah, got it. Like this is the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just like I love it. Yeah, I mean yeah. I love the like the the 
Pershing's boss, like we talked about, I love his all his dialogues. Great, um, felt very Andor in that moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to give it to Bo for I've scugged off a lot of Imperial warlords. I I scugged off was awesome. Just you sort of <laughs> scugged off's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Or, Calls them mud yeah, scuffers too. Is yeah, that mud scuffers? Uh, mud scuffers, mud scuffers. Yeah, that's probably it. I mean, there's a lot of fun Pershing stuff in there, but yeah, it's that that kind of stood out to me. Yeah, they did. Um, a, there was a lot yeah. of little lines that I can't really pull out right now, but they they did a, a really good job of just like putting in little tiny tidbits that change common like phrases that we would hear in make them Star Wars. It mm-hmm. it it bothers me when I read stories and they don't make that extra effort i know it's like a little corny but it does yeah. help like world build a lot and they did that a lot in this episode yeah. and i appreciated it yeah but it didn't feel yeah it didn't feel forced in it didn't yeah. feel unnatural uh tongs day threw me for a loop yeah. when i first heard it because i'm like wait wait we're actually like naming days of the yeah. week now and i'm like I, I had to like pause for a second i literally paused for a second because i'm just like i had to like stop and let my brain process like so is that like a Monday or a Tuesday? Is it a seven day week? Do they not have a seven day week? Do they have an eight day yeah. week? Like I, I literally I started like I'm like don't the week, don't do this. Yeah, it's a forty six day week. Like standard. I don't know, what's right? A, like who knows? Also, who knows what's what a rotation? Means? Is that right. a day? I, I, I a day? I assume because we hear it in uh, in Bad Batch yeah. as well, right? So is it a I, I standard rotation? Day? It's a standard rotation and a standard cycle. What? And I think the cycle is a year. Right. And I think the rotation is a day. Right. I think oh. I think you're right. I think it's based on a 24 hour yeah. clock and then a yeah. 300. Because we did this math before, and I think we figured out that it is a 365 day year. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, they do. Back to our for whatever reason, I don't. I don't know if that's based on Coruscant time. It's based. I don't know. It's all weird. Once you start, once you start doing that, this is my point. It's like once you start doing that, it all yeah, falls exactly. Apart. Wait, time is um, relative, and every yeah. system's a different size, and yeah, gravity works differently, yeah. and the theory of relativity, and then you're like, wait, no, it's a space opera. Let's just watch the and, shooty things, and they're all traveling faster yeah. than light. And if you do wormholes, that's fine. But then people are on different 24 hour cycle clocks and who knows how, like when you make a call, who knows what time it is here anyway. But, um, I, but I, I, I was, I was so thrown off the first time I said Tong's day. And then when they called it back, I'm like, yep, I'm on board. <laughs> like, like it's a, like cycle that's in there. It's star Wars. Now it's real Bendu day. How'd you feel about that one? Who said Bendu day? They say they happy Bendu that. day at one point. Oh, I think did. it's Pershing's boss. Oh. First thing he says oh, in the first interaction is happy. Bendu Maybe is that day. Friday or is that a holiday? I don't. Yeah. Tong's day has a Thursday feel to me. I thought Tong's Day was like a Monday. Really? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mon- Tong's Day. Because, like, right? It's like, it's like Monday. Mondays, yeah. right? But I guess Wednesday could be like could be their version of, could be their slang for hump Bendu. day. Like Bendu might Wednesdays be Friday for, then. Not week. Maybe it was the weekend do. in yeah. which he was going to the market square could and be. all that. Yeah. So Bendu Day, Friday. It's totally it's, it's totally a boss to say happy Friday, right? You heard it's it here first. Like, Bendu happy day, Friday. Tong's Day, Monday. Right, and Bendu was the original term for Jedi, right? So it could be an ancient term, right? Yeah, and right. right. That would totally make sense because all of our, you know, our weeks like Thursday, Thursday, it's based off of other yeah, gods, yeah. right? So right. like, okay, we're really going down the rabbit hole. Woden's day, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Ben Burt's blaster, best blaster fire award for best sound. Um, do you have a mm. best sound from this episode? Sound design, sound effect. So when they are lift, when they crack into the star destroyer, um. They, mm. There was a nice blend of sounds where it like opened when the doors opened. So there was some like decayed creaking, but there was also shades of earlier sounds from fully functional Star Destroyers. Also nice. with like a little bit of like 
alarm from the the klaxon alarm there's like it was a really layered 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 sound there there's like evoked all the things that star destroyers evoke as they pass that threshold that's that's one that stuck out to me inoperable star destroyer room tone for ben yeah i love it yeah yeah i love that i mean yeah who's the sound (laughs) guy because mine's just like uh uh i like the tie fighters the tie fighters sounded cool like sounds like empty corridor to me empty corridor yeah Yeah. (laughs) But I did, I, I did appreciate that. That was, uh, that's a great one. They did yeah. actually, even when they're, we're on the, they're on the back of the train. They, they did mix in a little ion drive there, oh, like a tie, like a tie fighter. Yeah. So yeah. you'd hear it and they're like, what does this sound like? Yeah. And it was like a little bit of train, a little bit of tie fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize you could jump off a train that's going like 300 miles an hour. And be yeah. Fine, that was, so she yeah, couldn't talk about that. One. Yeah. She couldn't see the thing. So maybe she'd done that before. But like, <laughs> I was like, are she, is she a Jedi or are they just really lucky? Cause they could have been Bantha Pudu uh, yeah. pretty easy on that. And they were pulling into the station. So they were slowing down. They're slowing down, but they weren't no, going that no, slow no. yet. Those like ticket taking yeah. droids, those yeah. things were haunting. Yeah. They were like, terrifying. Yeah. Like, this is, this I, design is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of like looked like practical janky yeah, droids yeah. in this episode, and I was all there for it. Like just really like the 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 droid that was the um that was driving the speeder oh, yes. for Dr. Pershing so at the beginning, like turns yeah. around. I wonder who that was. Yeah. They had a looked lot like its of head lines. Could fall off. Like that uh, droid was yeah. just talking yeah. quite a bit. I might have um, it here for I you, actually. I, I always I, I can buy you I can buy you some time for the sound of Taxi Droid is Dylan Fershine. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't recognize yeah, any not, of these names. Sound familiar? But I, because they all looked. Yeah. The aristocrat one, Stephen Kieran. He looked familiar. He actually looked like um, that Kiwi actor that did um, our face mean our uh, our flag means death. Restart. Yeah, the other rim. I can't imagine like guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That he looked super familiar Stephen, to me. Stephen, but I think his name's Stephen Kieran. And then there's Norwood Cheek. I don't know who that is, but um. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah, names I recognize, but but yeah, they bet in stuff. Yeah, and the technician seen. at the end, yeah. uh, John Ott. Um, yeah, I don't. Know, he looked familiar as well. I, or lab yeah. tech. Maybe there's Danny Jacobs is the the person, but he looked I, familiar as well. But yeah, I thought the guy at the end was going to be someone because they almost tried to yeah. give him like a reveal. <laughs> yeah, the, the, <laughs> twi- the like, twi- like, Oh, that was just yeah. just a guy. But yeah, the twi- like, Yeah. Um, uh, that sound right, for me your, is uh, uh, specifically yeah. when Din pulls away, uh, when when Bo is chasing the bombers towards the the fleet of um the, of mm-hmm. tie interceptors, and he just banks away. The N one makes just an incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it is so nice to see the N one in action, right? Because we got a little tease of it in episode one. Yeah, but like to actually see it. The other thing I loved in that scene, um, or before that scene. When he's getting the N one and he jumps out of the oh, of, of the thing, so cool. I was as he's falling. I'm like, is he going to take out his blaster and start shooting at Tie Fighters? He didn't, which I'm glad. <laughs> and the thing that I was extra glad about is they did not give him the superhero landing. Like he's still like, yeah, he hit stumbled. the deck hard and rolled. Like I love the like the fact that they didn't make him a superhero in that moment. Like, yeah, oh, good right. call. Yeah, that was an amazing scene because he almost gets taken out by the Tie interceptors. Yeah, that are like coming in on his tail, and like that was terrifying. But like, like. I love in it at mode type fighters. I just love it. Me and too. It, and yeah. You see how fast they're going and it's like, it's breathtaking. And the cacophony of like all the engine sounds yeah. like you get the ties, mm-hmm. you get the N1, so many. you get yeah. Bo's Mandalorian fighter. Like you get all those different engine sounds just mixed together. It sounded so cool. Yeah. With the psi phenomenon as they're passing by. It's, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's really <sighs> like, makes me want to watch it again. <laughs> I know. 
So good. Yeah. Don't tease me with a good time. <laughs> uh, somehow Palpatine returned. Uh, worst dialogue of the episode. Is there a cringy line in there? Something that rubbed you the wrong way. I don't want to be negative. But my mom told me if you don't have anything nice to say. Um, oh. This category is going to be here in dead of indelible. Yeah, in I will. I will start taking so. notes because I. What's really driving me nuts is I knew there was something I was watching, and I wonder if you have a grant where I was watching. And I went, "Oh man, that's clunky." There was something that stood out to me, and I don't. <laughs> I didn't write it down, but I remember. I remember kind of going, "Oof," when I heard it. Do you have one, Grant? I mean, the Empire Word Begun Redemption is like weirdly broad and just like just so meta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like I don't know, that was a little strange. Um, it, I think you're right. I think there was something in that in that Mando's scene, not even which a I really scratch, enjoyed. Though it. I loved it. it, was like a little cliche. Like there's a little like, is that the best one liner yeah. for him right now? Like, <laughs> but on brand, though, it was he, on loves brand. His, oh, he loves oh. his car. He loves his classic muscle car. Yeah, nothing egregious. You know what it was for me? I thought it was pretty tight. It was the one that threw out to me was the mud scoffers oh, uh, bombed yeah. my castle. I didn't. I didn't mind mudscuffers, but I'm like, I know. <laughs> we are We're all watching I'm the same thing. Could... If she just, if she just went mudscuffers, I would have liked that better than like. Yeah. Like I remember going, yeah, show, don't tell. You're also showing, yeah. so don't tell. Well, yeah. since you asked, um, yeah, honestly, a lot of the Pershing stuff, especially early on in that scene, I felt like it just sort of plotted along. It was a lot of exposition. And yeah, it, it was like that's what drew the line between Mandalorian and Andor for me. Like Andor, like I just I could just fast forward from dialogue to dialogue to dialogue because I loved it. And I'm, I'm not saying the dialogue's wrong or bad or I don't like it because I do in Mandalorian. But yeah, I mean it. It was just yeah, it was just felt expositioning to me, just sort of like. And then this yeah. happened, and this happened, and this is what's happening, and this is what's happening. And I mean they're catching you up on you know everything like what the new republic is now um mm -hmm. which is is great to yeah. know but um yeah it wasn't as nuanced and subtle as as the dialogue in andor you, yeah you're right that scene where he's kind of coming out of the out of the presentation and he's being like swarmed by like that one guy who's yeah. like i uh, new republic or whatever i can't keep yeah. it straight and i'm like that's why i keep it to myself and i'm like i had that same thought of like oh they're trying to andor but it's not quite right andor, but that yeah because right? that scene was in andor that was the cocktail party scene where you know where yeah she's trying yeah. to gather you know assistance against this that new rule of um the the new law that the, the empire was going to pass and it was i mean yeah. it's the exact same scene really and, and you can see the people that are like no it's great yeah what's the difference resistance and all that and it's the eye roll scene um mm -hmm. but yeah so maybe it's because i'd seen yeah. that scene before and i was like expected the barb has been raised but yeah. And that's the thing is like two as we talked about two very different shows. One is a show very much centered on dialogue and the other show is very much centered on action, right? And and I have to say like this felt like the most like a prequel movie oh, I've yeah. seen yeah. on screen in 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 all the ways, right? In all the good and all the less good <laughs> ways and I really loved it. I really appreciate it. Like this gave me serious episode 2 episode 3 vibes on the on the course and I was there for all of the all of it. The highs and the lows. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, Perrin's Man Bun Award for Best Drip. <laughs> Perrin's Man Bun? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Best Drip episode. I, so since we haven't done this yet, or I can't remember, it's like, I, I really come around in Bo-Katan's mm -hmm. armor, and the fact that, like, I love that Vizsla calls her uh, Night Owl. Yeah. 
that what yeah, well, that was yeah. their clan with the night owls. That was their clan yeah. name, right? Yeah, and I just I, I love that callback, and it just I, for some reason I just been kind of whatever about it, but now seeing it so much, I've like come around like, yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. Can't argue so, like, with that. That Bo never goes to bed early. She's always <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just coffee and literature and candlelight. <laughs> um, yeah, and pop soup. Yeah, that's right, and um, Marbaxu lights or whatever. Um, <laughs> Um, what happened to her droid? Her droid, her droid's gone. As oh, realized, no. her droid got bombed. Yeah, he got. Oh, sorry, sorry to bum everyone out. Um, yeah, bummer. Those mud slogs or whatever you guys said. Mud scuffers. Scuffers. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, I, I guess I'd have to hop on the Bo-Katan train for for the drip because it's right. But I'm trying to think of someone else. But I don't know. I think the new. Yeah. All right, I, this is another something slightly critical i know you said that oh you loved... i think i'm right i think i'm right there with you all Go right for it. um i know grant you said you loved all the new mandalorian like the colors i do like that yeah but i feel like yeah. i think in earlier seasons they let like um 501st people like actually use their armor and be extras but i feel like now if i'm guessing they did it themselves and it just they just lack the greeblies and the attention to detail to really like finish wow. the look yeah <laughs> Wow. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, there's just something about it where they look a little hastily. Side of the Mando armor. Wow. I feel like it could be better. I feel like it could be yeah. better. Like one guy yeah. had a cape that looked really cool. And there was one guy that was like kind of in black, which is like dark colors. He was on yeah. the ridge, like in sniper position, but then he was in the front in the meeting in the cave. Um, this is best drip category. Best drip. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I know. There's really only a negative category for dialogue. Okay, okay, you're right. You're right. No one asked. No one asked. I agree, Ben. Uh, Fine. I'm glad you brought it up now. We didn't just go through the cast podcast without hearing it because I I loved it. I don't. I didn't. There's nothing felt out of place for me. I, I guess you're right though. There's like not a like you'd think they'd have more going on with their helmets. Like given pause and the armor have such drastically different. That's, but that's because, the yeah, thing. Look right? at like pause looks great. Yeah. Pause yeah. looks great. And I think it's probably by design, right? They they all have this cobbled together, hastily cobbled yeah. together armor. They have probably haven't seen a lot of battle or been on a lot of adventures. I mean, this could be reforged armor from all the last covert. Um, but I mean, the armor looks amazing. If, but when you look at them next to Dinjarin, obviously he's got the sickest drip. Um, and, and certainly Bo-Katan, her, she's had her armor forever and it's all the yeah. colorations and the markings and things. I think they just, they don't, and again, it's probably by design. They don't have the little greeblies that suggest they've lived these full lives and done all these great things yet. Um, right. it's just very plain. And Paz Vizsla, obviously he's tricked his out so that he's tanked. Um, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, so it's probably by design, but yeah, I feel like that's, yeah, I don't know. I can't. So, all right, I'll say that, that black um black painted uh mandalorian is actually okay. that, that was the best of of this the group i um i'm gonna go with republic uh new republic security officers like just to see <laughs> them with their sweet like gloves and their their the helmets dorky helmets, helmets like yeah. it just i loved it and the lead yeah. guy being so intimidating in that costume was just such a fun like clash of emotions i was like yeah the costume looks ridiculous but he's like dead he's serious dead yeah serious in this stupid outfit yo yeah, yeah. they even showed in the um uh in the like fair in coruscant they had a they had a yeah. uh rodian wearing the the outfit oh that's awesome and, and they that. just passed it for it like two frames so great yeah it, it looks so, cool. so nerdy yeah. i guess 
yeah, that could be it. But I, I, yeah. I don't know if it was intentional, but I think that's the armor of, um, oh my God, Alderanian honor guards. They're the mm. ones that we see in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so I don't know if that's just like to sort of honor them. Honor. Yeah, that yeah. would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think that makes a perfect sense. Um, all right, Grogu the Great. This is a new category. Best Grogu mm. moment of the episode. Um, do we have one? I mean, is whether it's this is the way or I have a bad feeling about yeah. this. That's my that's my go to. Yeah, I think it's that moment as well. I think that's the only moment really yeah. we get. We don't get a lot. Not, not to Grogu. I'll, I'll throw another one in there at the beginning of the episode. Grogu, and I guess it's not a great moment, but there, Grogu might have sort of revived Dinjarin after his plunge into the uh, living waters of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, because he's just right there and like puts a hand on him, and it's like subtle, <laughs> but like I don't know yeah. if that was like Jedi CPR. Yeah. I, also, you know it's he like has the healing you, touch. If yeah. you're wearing a helmet, how do you get? water out of your lungs or does water enter your lungs right. or does the thing seal itself or does the helmet pull the water out of your lungs I, i've got questions yeah lots of questions <laughs> got lots yeah. of logistical questions yeah. uh yeah this weapon is your life best weapon or gadget of the episode hmm. wow this might be like the least weapon heavy yeah. like mandalorian episode ever i'm trying to think of like other than like the blasters in the in the Tie Fighter. What are you thinking, Greg? Uh, what are you thinking, Ben? I think the I think the sixty eight mitigator counts. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'll probably jump on the uh, Tie Bombers. You yeah. don't see those okay. a lot, and they're pretty cool. And they're actually mm-hmm. using the Tie Bombers to bomb. Um, yeah. Which I appreciate. Yeah. If we're gonna say equi- if we're counting equipment, I'm gonna go Mind Flare. <laughs> yeah. Or that Mind sweet flare. proton torpedo that Mando like shoots at that tie. At that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Uh, she's got to wear accounts. Best starship of the episode. Oof. Favorite starship from this episode, and any any sort of vehicle, I guess. I know. I'm gonna be real basic, but it's the N1. Um, <laughs> just because we get to see it in action, right? I'm not gonna call it every week, but this will probably be the one and only time I'll say it this season. But yeah, you know, I'll I'll say the Tie Interceptors because I'm pretty sure yeah. this is the first Tie Interceptors we've seen in Mando. We've seen TIE fighters, but I don't know that we've seen right, TIE interceptors yet. Yeah, because Moff Gideon's using a regular old TIE fighter, right? Yeah. When he lands yeah, in the first season. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, good call. I'm just so used to seeing them now. I just, I, you know, like they're such a staple in everything. Yeah. That I just like, oh, that's right. They are kind of new and cool. And, and like the engine, like the sound design, it's not, it's not different from a, a regular TIE, right? It's a little it's, bit more. It's basic. a little, it's a little yeah, different. It's yeah, a subtle. I mean, obviously they're eye, twin ion engines, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, it's slightly different design. I think they're faster is the idea. Uh, yeah, interesting. I'm going to go with uh, Bo's Mandalorian Starfighter. That sweet move she yeah. pulls where she like oh, lifts yeah. one wing to like just fishtail that around. Was, like, that was awesome. That was so great. Yeah. Oh, and then I the gravity maneuver yeah. on the inside. Like, yeah. it, was, like it lost gravity and poor <laughs> R5 gets tossed around. Oh, yeah. And then she like throttles up right when it hits the water, right? Yeah, that was sweet. Like, yeah, I'm going to go best, yeah. best ship. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, scheduled for termination. Anyone going to die? Anyone marked for death after this episode? Are we worried about anyone in the future here? Pershing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like, yeah, I like Pershing. what you were saying, Grant, about him sort of now being in this wild reset wild card um, to cause havoc. Mad scientists yeah. trope. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think Paz Vizsla's days are uh, are numbered. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely got to be something climactic coming up with that character for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go... I would go Pershing as well. I got to think that he's not going to make it through this, this flip and he does and he does become part of the this remnant, you know, imperial force that's out there. I, I can't imagine they're going to let him live or like anything like that. Like, Yeah, I'm surprised he's been around this long because yeah. like, yeah. he's just not very competent with outside of outside of a lab. Yeah, right. But he is really smart. I mean, suddenly he could become formidable mm-hmm. if he was a malevolent force. And then it's like Grogu who cancels him. Yeah. Ends him. Yeah. Could be. That'd be uh, that'd be some pretty sweet revenge. Yeah. Um, Retribution. Well, let's end with a happy one. Memeable moment. What was the memeable moment of the episode for you? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Kong's day. Uh, yeah. Right? Kong's day. Am Kong's I right? day? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not like, Pershing just... going, it's a trap to a Mon Calamari mm. as he's being put under. <laughs> like, Charles not that moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there was a, a beat there, too. I, like, yeah. was that was that technician, like, was are you being racist to me right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like what do, you I, know do you we all look say the same? Can we hurry this yeah. up? Not cool, man. Not cool. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. That's pretty great. Yeah, I love that. I just, Tong's Day, am I right? It's just like, I just, I just want that everywhere. I just want to keep sending it out to people whenever it's just like whatever Tongsday, day is a bad day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing that every Monday on the Twitter, by the way. It's just going to be obligatory tweet. Tong's Day, am I right? Yeah. Uh, fun. I mean, name of the episode for sure. Yeah. No, I think so. That's a great name. Yeah. Um. All yeah. right. Great medals, medal ceremony, guys. Thank you, Grant, for fun, putting fun. that together. That was uh, super yeah. fun. It's always fun. So we'll we'll uh, we'll keep it going for the upcoming episodes. Uh, can't wait for next week. It'll be a blast. And then, like yeah, like we said, we'll catch up on um, two episodes of Bad Batch. I think they should marry together quite well. And then yeah. after that, um, there'll be uh, two episodes. Then finale. there's the yeah season finale. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's fantastic. And then um, yeah, there's a book coming the way too, but. I'm getting it. There's books, it. there's comics. We got oh, a lot comics. to get caught the up blade. on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the Blade. Uh, I yeah, Republic, I most of them have, Star Wars main yeah. run, Afro Bounty Hunters. Afro Bounty Hunters. Uh, yeah, Star Wars had a short little run. Issue. Star Wars, not Star Wars. Right. Yeah. There are a suddenly a lot yeah. of comics. Yeah. yeah. Training comics. I'm looking yeah. forward to dipping back into those because um, they're yeah. fantastic stories and they end up, you know, synergizing with what we're watching yeah. and filling in the gaps and yeah. asking new yeah. questions and expanding the galaxy and all the things that I love about star Wars. So, um, hope you're enjoying the run and enjoying star Wars. Um, like we are, and, uh, we will talk to you next week. Take care and may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off for the latest breaking news. Follow at core world news on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. And good night. Remember the force will be with you always. <laughs>